welcome to the 320 Club podcast. Why is it called the 320 Club? Well, 420 was already taken and happy hour is happening somewhere else. We're your hosts. I'm Whiskey. And I'm Rox. I've actually done the intro as part of the episode instead of having to record it separately. Yay! Go us. Uh, <laughs> Cognac will probably be with us pretty shortly, so um, figured uh, we'd start us off. Uh, obviously, we're going to continue talking about the thing that is on everyone's mind right now but i figured uh we did never really got a chance to uh to bring you in on the last episode that we recorded we recorded on the 14th of march there uh just released it yesterday and we never got to bring you in uh to talk about how much time you spent preparing just for this moment (laughs) 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 all of the wine making making your own soap making your own toilet paper apparently (laughs) no No, that last one that last one that last one is a lie (laughs) but still still you got your own chickens you don't have to worry about buying eggs (laughs) it's pretty good living the highlights now people People thought thought i was crazy (laughs) (laughs) yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it it turns out it's uh it's working out pretty good for you what do you think about this whole thing what do you think the whole thing um it's within you know the you know it's like uh the government of canada prep uh you know emergency preparation like everybody should have their emergency kit but then you pair that with the concept that we're we're like six meals away from anarchy. Have you ever heard that term before? We're six meals away. Sorry, we're six meals away from anarchy. Correct. Wow. So, I mean, what that brings is you think about it, the desperations. I mean, you've seen some of my Facebook posts in yeah. the U.S. In Canada, we uh, we surge on toilet paper. In the U.S., they surge on guns. Yeah, that's crazy. So, um, so it's nine. It's called, sorry, it's nine meals away from anarchy. So, if you think about it, it's like, what can you, what kind of risk does that do? What kind of bears in your sake? I know for my wife, it, it scares her quite a bit, you know? Yeah, she's a nurse, right? Yeah, um... But I'm like, listen, we got flour, water, and eggs. I can make, uh, I can cook a different thing forever, uh, just with those three ingredients. Um, when everybody's running, she says, my friends and I are going to the store. You know, what should I get? And I said, stop, go to the bulk bar and get skim milk powder. Because <laughs> that's really the biggest thing from skim milk powder and butter. You can make mozzarella and you can make all kinds of things. It's what? We're so really? Far. Yeah. <laughs> we're so far away from our food that we don't understand what it takes to make it. So That's right. The, well, so you my, understand. Yeah. Go ahead. You understand the chemical uh, compositions, right? Like, 
baking is like chemistry if you think about it when you're integrating different ingredients in, ingredients and stuff so i mean you seem to have a pretty good grasp on the on a lot of that stuff but most people most people don't no like i want to start my own sourdough this week just because now i can um <laughs> <laughs> you you got you you gotta you gotta think like beyond this. It's like so. How do I make you know baker's yeast? What did they use before that? Well, they made sourdoughs. So that's what their thing is. Right. Um, but the the I think the point being is that because depending where you are and how how you are, we have different relationships with food, and I think that. Um, I think that changes things. So some people are just consumers. Um, like I know people says, I don't eat to, I only eat to sustain myself. I don't take anything else from food. Um, I haven't been homeless in my life. Like, you know, I have a very, you know, interesting edge with food security. Um, my wife has her own. Um, so just to ease her worries, I've cooked since I've been back, I've cooked a new thing every day. So it was it was a new breakfast, new lunch, and a new dinner. Something that she probably never how, had before. How how do you have that kind of time? Because I've got two under two. Well, one just turned two, and and I'm living with my in laws right now, and we just we still find we don't have that kind of time. Lately, now obviously we've got a whole bunch of different events going and a bunch of different things that are happening in our lives right at this moment, but it's still difficult. It's planning. So, like, um, so last night or today, I handled bacon. And you're like, okay, what do you mean you handle bacon? Well, you used to cooking. So what it is, I made two dishes at once. And if you're familiar with the term park cooking, um, it's where you cook it most of the way through, and then just before you serve it, you cook it the rest of the way. Okay. It's a, a key element of catering. How do you think caterers get out, you know, a feast for 300 people almost right at the right time? Hard work. <laughs> 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 hey, there's cognac. Welcome. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> so we're just talking small about ovens. <laughs> so we're just talking about uh, whiskey's uh, um, his basic, basically his uh, his whole "I told you so" uh, thing that he's been doing over the last <laughs> few months. <laughs> oh, because like he makes about... his own soap and weaves his own toilet paper and yeah. And makes his own booze and grows his own chickens or whatever chicken seeds. Do you plant the eggs? Is that how that works? I, I don't know. All I know is I became part of the problem yesterday when I went to my local grocery store. I needed like six rows of toilet paper because I'm on a 14 day quarantine, so I can't poop at work. And uh, they were only selling packs of like 30. So <sighs> if anyone in Quebec City is listening and needs toilet paper, I've got some. <laughs> Seven bucks a roll. <laughs> well, well the, the funny thing is like the producers of toilet paper said don't worry we got lots like we, we have warehouses of this stuff it doesn't expire ever so we just you know keep making it yeah, yeah. but the thing is 
even Australia, they're starting riots over toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, but the Aussies will sort of riot over anything. <laughs> but <laughs> so yeah, that's the whiskey was just on fire. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> we made a joke about that on the last episode. It's like, not now, mate. <laughs> no, you could have picked the you could have picked the worst time. <laughs> worst Australian accent ever, by the way. What's that? It's hard to stay home when your home burned down. Yeah. yeah. Yikes. Did you guys see, though, in the uplifting news, did you guys see in, I believe it was Italy, it may have been Spain, but I think it was Italy, uh, people, because they're quarantined, they're like, they're out, they're all out on their balconies, like singing songs together and like doing like uh, workout classes, like as a group on a bal- on a series of balconies. I did hear yeah, about I, that. That's kind of interesting. That's kind of cool. Nobody's singing around here, though. <laughs> well, it's still cold. We just got over a foot of snow today here. So, oh, oh yeah. Third well, you do live in Quebec. Fool's spring has ended. See, everyone that's new to the province, the beginning of March, end of February, it always gets like one big melt. That's the spring of deception, and then you get second winter, and then about a week later it melts again. That's fool's spring, and then you get third winter, which is what that's we're in interesting. Right now. That's interesting. I never heard of it. I've never heard of it termed that way, but yes, I do understand the concept of there's always one big snowfall in like April or something like that, where it's just like, oh, fuck, we're not done yet. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Whiskey, teach teach me how to live because I'm running out of canned food and and rapidly running out of fresh food. So teach me how to live. How do I can a vegetable? I was like, take your last piece of shit, you roll out a piece of toilet paper, and you make add a little bit of mustard, you get a hot dog. I have plenty of toilet paper. <laughs> but he's not producing enough shit because he doesn't have rough food. <laughs> All I have in my house in abundance is whiskey and toilet paper. Hey, go with the whiskey. That's good. What, speaking of which, what are we all drinking? We should probably start that as like a like a, a break in into the episode so that people know what we're drinking. That way we can have free advertising for all these liquor companies. <laughs> yeah, Glenlivet 15. Uh, look, nice. I'll do a tour. The French Oak 15. The French Oak 15. That is a delicious bottle. Very good. Very smooth. I am having the Glen Morangi original. The original is 10 years uh, Glen Morangi. Very good. Very smooth. Probably one of the clearest whiskeys I've ever seen. What about you, whiskey? Still working on the white wine from supper. <laughs> oh, the white wine you made? Yeah, sorry. Of course you fucking <laughs> did. Who are you talking to? <laughs> That's right. The dandelions haven't sprouted yet. <laughs> <laughs> he probably has some, he probably has some pickled from last year, so he'll be fine. <laughs> no, I made dandelion wine, my friend. Dandelion wine. Oh, I remember. Oh, we remember. <laughs> <I> remember. <laughs> we remember that one. No, so, so I mean, oh, go ahead. I mean, so like we we, we think of it like this is the apocalypse. I go to stores now. I'm like, are you ready for the end of the world? And they look at me as if I'm going to hand them a brochure. <laughs> and I just laugh. It's, just, it's like, you're wearing rubber gloves. You got a mask on. The, you got your glasses on. I'm like, are you ready for the end of the world? Like, come on. 
I did see. Um, I did see. Speaking of brochures, I did see a great meme. You know that one of like Shaq hiding behind a tree, rubbing his hands, looking all like, um, I don't know, uh, excited for something. Yeah. And the caption yeah, was yeah. Jehovah's Witnesses when they know everyone's going to be home tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. There's a couple of good ones out there. Uh, what did I? I have it on my phone. Hang on. Um, what was it? Oh, I noticed the press is saying how many males and females are getting the virus. It's amazing how all the other 57 genders aren't getting it. <laughs> oh. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, the people that one. are saying those statistics are doctors and not, you know, uh, liberal arts majors. So That's right. That's right. <clears throat> Um, speaking of advice and all that kind of stuff, if anybody, you know, any listeners listening to our last podcast, don't like take whatever we said in the last one with a little grain of salt. Yes, we tried to be genuine, but we also don't know shit. Um, if you want to get like actual trustworthy information, you know, go to the, I assume it's the CDC webpage, go to the, uh, World Health Organization webpages. We'll include them in the links you for, can, you, in well, the description. I mean, if you're in Canada, um, if you're on YouTube or whatever, anytime you go to a new page in the bottom left corner of your like black video screen is the Health Canada's latest developments on uh, COVID-19. I've just clicked on it. Last updated as of 1030 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 424 confirmed cases, 16 probable in Canada with a split primarily uh, Ontario's leading the pack. With BC in second, Alberta in third, Quebec in fourth. Gotta love that anti-immigration, uh, and then a smattering amongst um, a smattering amongst the remainder of the provinces. The only province that's currently free is Newfoundland, with only one probable case but zero confirmed, and Nova Scotia with five probable, zero confirmed. Hmm. Someone, someone, somewhere went to Prince Edward Island, and they've got it. I don't know why. Anna Green Gables tourist, I guess, uh, and two in Saskatchewan. <laughs> there's there's nine total confirmed cases and five probable in Saskatoba. I assume that's the entire population, so they're done. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we need to get somebody. I know I know Whiskey, you're from Manitoba, but we need to get somebody who's actually living out there right now on on the show. I think we got to we got to potential guest who's interested in joining the joining the clag but fuck that's hilarious <clears throat> so yeah so all the information's there for you um you can't do anything on the internet without this bar from uh health canada popping up on the bottom of your screen to track it so they're doing a good job of pushing the information at least yeah, yeah. if you can be bothered to take two seconds and click it's there for you yeah that's good that's good um people you shouldn't uh receive advice from uh, I would say Donald anti-vaxxers Trump. are probably at the top Donald Trump. <laughs> among Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did they call, didn't he call it the Chinese virus today? He did. Uh, yeah. He and has called it the Chinese virus. I don't somebody, know if it was today. Somebody but on Fox News a couple of weeks ago went on an anti-Chinese rant about this and bats and bat soup, which is... Yes. 
a thing and then made the unfortunate comment at the end as he was wrapping up that, um, you know, tourists go to places, these totalitarian countries like China, and they bring thing they bring these diseases back to civilized countries, which was. An yeah. Yeah, I saw that last week tonight episode. You you were telling me about that uh, cognac and uh, yeah, like I mean, it's that's that's terrible. We, I mean, again, I, I though, reading week, uh, like John Oliver is a comedian in a tie, right? So like, yeah, that's, absolutely, absolutely. He's got his. Um, that doesn't say that doesn't mean it's kind of interesting. They just released an episode like a part two to coronavirus uh, yesterday, and it's not in front of a live studio audience. They've recorded from a alternate location because i guess their studios at uh wherever it is it's like an hbo in new york somewhere they uh they had a potentially confirmed case of covid so uh, basically they had to remove everybody from the whole area and it was so crazy listening to all his jokes not get laughs and i was still laughing at so like some of the stuff was still hilarious to me and it was still you know it was still kind of funny but it was just so awkward to hear like silence when he's telling all these little bits and jokes uh, while he's going through his his routine he makes a good point though in that like when when something like this is happening people don't want to hear from politicians they want to hear from experts um Mm -hmm. and you can take that to be the situation in iran he was talking about which i then did some reading into people are so distrustful of the government there that they think that it's a government like plot to make to enhance control on their lives and that's why it's spreading quite rapidly there that's crazy may also be why israel's trying to tell people not to worry about it that it's all a bit of a farce because they're happy to see iran implode but um I don't know. Not a lot of not a lot of tourism between Iran and Israel, so I'm sure they're okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> speaking no, of uh, anyway. speaking of uh, xenophobia, I sent. Uh, I don't know if you both read it. I know uh, Cognac, you might have read it, but uh, that Washington Post article is an opinion piece from the Washington Post. And uh, I'll share it on our Facebook page, but like I'm not sharing it in support of the article. Um, Obviously, the post has had a bit of an awkward recent history. So take what you will from the source. But um, one thing I I noticed in this article is like it alludes back to basically it's the same kind of um, description. They're talking about condemning the Chinese and their and uh, and for them being an authoritarian regime, all that kind. It's the same. Okay. Same kind of story. Let's be fair. Go ahead. The Chinese government did like crack down and punish the first um, doctors and scientists who mentioned this is going to be a problem. As yes, they did. China will do. Um, but since then, they, I mean, I mean, blame China. Absolutely. They, they have a responsibility in this, in that if they yes. hadn't been so concerned <clears throat> with uh, keeping the lid on things, um, you know maybe the world would have been able to grip this earlier, but um, they're doing their part now, probably better than most. Uh, I don't know, yeah, man. I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't come out and I can't come out in support of completely blaming a country for something um, in these kind of situations. Um, and it's kind of my life philosophy in general, when something goes tits up, um, I very rarely look to start pointing fingers. Um, yeah. That's yeah, pointless. but uh, but hold no, on here. Like, we we can talk all we want. I mean, the, the situation isn't over yet. So the governments are right now are focusing on protecting their own people, and I think the control part when they do the review, going 
okay, how can we prevent this in the future? The populations are going to expect some sort of, you know, um, how are we going to stop this from happening again? The difference becomes usually is if we have a smart government, they'll do, put smart measures in. Um, if we have a dumb government, they'll put dumb controls in. Um, and we see that with sort of like cheeses and how we protect the dairy industry. So instead of shipping in ice cream, they ship in butter oil because that's legal. Um, so you start seeing, you start seeing ways of how they, they uh, what the policy is, and, and then how it's, be, it's circumvented. So I, I think this is a catalyst for being meaningful change. Kind of matters. They um, some arguments right now is especially in the UK is about universal health care. Um, someone's probably going to start in the states soon. So you basically have a highly contagious, you know. Uh, illness that was going around like how the, the mostly uh, adversely affected are the poor if they're unable to obtain what they require in order to, to get better well when you yeah when you're charging for a covid test charging 1500 bucks for a covid19 test that's uh that's not helping yeah that's pretty that's pretty fucking criminal man well it's just not helping, not helping. no it's not <clears throat> it's like Going to a superstore and buying all the toilet paper and then selling it out, selling it back to a bunch of people at three times a markup, right? I'm sorry, I can't it's hear the you. Same my shit. Toilet paper for it. <laughs> I didn't even want it. But it's just that stores aren't stocking reasonable quantities of toilet paper anymore. They're only stocking the biggest bundles of it they can get. Yeah, because that's what people are buying. They think, uh, yeah, you know what? People are trying to deal with the situation as it's unfolding, as it's as it's continuing to unfold. And I think, I think you both kind of bring up a good point. Like, finger pointing is the worst possible thing we could start doing right now. It's like, you, uh, whiskey, you keep reminding me of things like terms like sunk costs. It's like it doesn't matter at this point. You're not gonna get that. You're not gonna get those days back. The yesterday you're not getting yesterday back the only thing you can do is move forward no 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 but i i I agree with whiskey's other side of the argument where this might be the catalyst for meaningful change so china's had a bit of a rough run in the last six months between hong kong and now this um maybe their people will finally will finally have enough of a voice uh or maybe international pressure will force them to cave somewhat i don't know it's really hard mm. to say, but yeah, I don't know. So, I know so there's probably going right to be now, heavy shame. Go ahead. So they're predicting they're predicting reset global recession because of this. Yep. Yeah. So now, you know, China's benefited quite a bit from, you know, and, and the world has too from the Western people pumping money into China. China starting to build their Belt Road and a whole bunch of other Chinese type of events trying to secure their future. But now you have this, which is triggering a global recession, single-handedly almost, one event that's causing this. So if you're an investor, time to buy is now. <laughs> um, oh, I'm buying. So, um, <laughs> But the other piece is, is that if you don't think that other governments are going to want blood after this or a pound of flesh. They're going to be looking for it. Um, oh, demanding, for sure. demanding some meaningful change for them. If they don't, you, well, you know maybe. that there's, 
Are they though? Yeah, problems. No, I I agree with Whiskey. I guarantee you, especially from guys like Trump, like they're going to be seeking retribution for for all of this. Like they're going to be placing heavy, heavy sanctions on China for uh, for all this stuff. Like uh, at a minimum, they're going to do a lot of talking. And then they're going to be reminded that 14 years ago, the United States' is irresponsible banking practices brought down the world economy for two years. So no, they can but kindly it's shut the United up. States of amnesia, man. They don't rem- they don't remember shit like that. China does. Even our own previous governments don't. Well, they'll 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 say it, but they won't. It won't come through. That message won't come through to the public. And it, it's all about this populist movement that's going on, right? Like it's only going to be fuel. For the populism that's been on the rise in, in the last couple of years. Where is this all going to be discussed, though? The UN, right? And the UN, I mean, <clears throat> America's going to be pointing fingers at China. China's going to remind America of their own irresponsible practices that brought down the world economy, and nothing's going to happen. We're going to talk about it for a month, forget about it, and be just happy nobody's sick anymore. Facts only matter when you choose to acknowledge them. Rise of the populism. Facts only matter when you choose to acknowledge them. Yes, and yeah. what's the number one? What's the number one tactic when facts aren't going your way? Blame the previous guy. Blame the other guy. We see it all the time with our politicians. Anytime somebody in the Liberal Party's questions, uh, well, the Conservatives X, right? Um, or, or when things go well, take credit for them because even if you had no, even if it was set up by the previous administration, that's I mean, right. Trump has an answer yes. for the fact that he disbanded Obama's like pandemic response team yeah well that was in that uh, last week tonight thing too when he was questioned about it he literally blamed somebody within his own office mm-hmm. <laughs> like some guy named ted <laughs> like <laughs> well, that was ted's decision ted did that yeah ted did that <laughs> no, That's my unreal. point being it doesn't matter if it's the un because national security doesn't matter where it is it's it's not the jurisdiction of UN or or whatnot all, okay. Every every state has or every na- nation has its right to its own security. So if they deem this as a security and health issue, they will fight it vigorously. I mean, this is certainly something that we're going to be. Well, not me. Um, your um, kids are going to be learning about in history class in 10 years um, yeah. by this point, just like we learned about the Spanish flu when we were in school. Um, hey, remember when mom and dad bought so much toilet paper that they didn't need it and they ended up having a sweet toilet paper for it? That's what they're going to remember. Well, I wonder if people are going to wallpaper <laughs> rooms with toilet paper now. That'll you be the new, that'll ho- be the 2020 oh, That'll be crazy. You can build a hobo stove. A hobo <laughs> stove? You ever heard of those? No, no. I'm sure you know what they are. I'm sure you've used one. <laughs> yes. So in is the it 80s, made of toilet paper? Yes, it is. So what you do is you take a coffee can, same size as your toilet paper <clears> roll. <throat> you slide the the toilet paper in. You put uh, methyl hydride in it, um, and uh, it's basically gasoline antifreeze, and it burns nice and purple. But it's a little stove. And remember, listeners, if you can't make your own methyl hydride like whiskey, store-bought is fine. <laughs> Just don't burn whiskey because someone will cry. <laughs> but it's kind of interesting, like, now that everybody is talking about this whole thing, like, I, I think 
Yeah, to go back to the last week tonight episode, how this whole thing has gone from, uh, like, in quotes, from abstract to very real threat. I thought that was a very poignant way of putting it. It's like, yeah, it's it is. Like, how are you guys um, navigating? Uh, potential social situations, like just going to a grocery store or something like that. Are you doing it any differently? Have you have you noticed anything differently? Have um, you noticed uh, people's reactions or people's uh, disposition in in public places? As of Monday, I'm on quarantine, so I've made friends with two <clears throat> squirrels that live in my backyard, and uh, I am bored as they come. I stopped by the grocery store Monday on the way home from work when they told me I was on quarantine because I came back from Vegas a week ago, so um, the policy hadn't hit yet, but the 14 days at home, you know, stave off the too little, too late piece. Ah, uh, right. So, uh, yeah. I mean, in, in the upside, I came back from Vegas and my dick hasn't fallen off, so you got that going what? for me. That's good. That's good. <laughs> what about you, Whiskey? So my well, you know my daughter's my daughter's but uh, high complex medical needs. Both my kids are high high risk. So for us, it's not pneumonia; it's death. So put that in mind. Yeah. In your, in, no, I, okay. I I actually you're one of the first people I thought of, Whiskey, because like all these fucking dickheads running around now saying. It's not a big deal. And for the loyal listeners, I said that about a week ago and then two days ago kind of caveated that the situation's changed and my knowledge of it has. But like people like you are exactly why um, everyone has to be careful, because even if it doesn't affect you, you bring it home to your kids. That's big trouble. Um, Italy's at the point where yeah. 80 year olds plus they just they just get left to die now. They can't even the, the medical resources crazy. cannot keep up with them. And that's what we that need to avoid is just overloading medical resources. We've lived through the West in general with the increase in life expectancy has lived through a long <laughs> period. I'm talking 20 ish years uh, of underfunding health, the healthcare sector. And it's kind of catching up with us right now. Hmm. Totally. So, so what I was talking about, you know, if my kid wore a mask to a movie theater, um, I would have people come up to me going, you're just paranoid. No. I, I, and people, people literally, this is how well, people would because people are idiots. Like, you went to a movie theater? Yeah. No, he makes his own movies at home. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was just reenacting. I thought he was just reenacting the Empire Strikes Back from behind a curtain. <laughs> have you or have you not performed Hamlet's soliloquy for your children? <laughs> Or are they not old enough yet? <laughs> oh my god! Anyways, not The point being is that we have people that are casting judgment, very populist views on. We need to just need to build up immunity so you know it can go away. But the problem is that if you think about <laughs> your conscience, okay, and you do like some of the dickheads did in. Vancouver and you walk into an old folks home and you basically now infect everybody in the old folks home and killed off because that's like the right demographic they're not it's not just a pocket it's like a supermarket for this virus to kill people so last um, Saturday last Saturday whiskey was my grandfather's 95th birthday I was supposed to go with my dad and it was going to be a big thing um, but we didn't go because, um, having come back from the U S in this whole situation, we're not even welcome 
in the retirement home. And I think that's a good, a good step. The retirement home actually called my father and said, you know, you can't, you can't come here. So I thought that was a good step. Yeah. Well, they're all going to do the smart thing. Even hospitals are, even hospitals are closed now. Yeah. If people aren't going to do the smart thing out of the, the goodness of their conscience, um, controls have to be put on it. Um, speaking of goodness of their conscience, one thing I, I did mean to note when I bought my pack of, I don't, what does toilet paper cost? Not you, Whiskey Rocks. What does it cost normally? Like, what does it cost? Oh, God. Yeah. Like, I honestly, like a brand name, like, like most of the groceries. I think it's like six bucks for, uh, I think you get like a roll of 12. I could be wrong in that, though. Okay, because these rolls of thirty, the um, the my local grocery store had them knocked down from eighteen ninety nine to five ninety nine for thirty. Uh, limit one per customer, um, effective until middle of April. Right, so and canned goods were also at a massive discount. So I think that this, that's family this is from December third, twenty nineteen. What is? Uh, this, this is from December 3rd, 2019. It says the average American uses nearly $10 worth of toilet paper every month. Daily, you, we use 8.6 sheets of toilet That doesn't answer our questions, though. <laughs> I thought that was um, kind of funny. But, so, like, this, my, my local grocery store, I don't know how it is in Ontario, but in Quebec, um, the IGAs and stuff, they're all kind of, like, independently owned. So, they'll have, like, their, their family name on it and stuff. Um, and it, um, it, uh, this particular guy has gone out of his way to like, he's going to take a loss all month. I'm sure of it. Um, right. but they're, they're also now offering, um, home, um, home, uh, delivery for, um, like all your groceries. If you're on quarantine, you just contact them and they'll, they'll deliver to your home. Hmm. So. Uh, it looks like they're saying, I don't know. Like I'm on the Walmart website. It says, Ten rolls soft toilet toilet paper roll thirty five dollars, and then it says cashmere ultra double roll three ply bathroom tissue paper twenty four rolls one dollar each. Uh, I yeah, don't know. so this was thirty rolls some, for like six bucks. These aren't clearance, I guess. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Anyway, not that that matters. No, I think yeah. we're alienating whiskey again. I think, I go back think to, we are. Pine cones. Go back to pine cones. <laughs> <laughs> and you wipe them in the wrong direction. <laughs> According to the grand tour that Amazon show with uh, the guys that used to be on Top Gear, snipers wipe their bottoms with a smooth rock. Oh boy. Um. So, okay, just a question on the people who are still saying that we're overreacting. I uh, okay. I'm gonna read a text. I'm not gonna name names or anything like that. I read a text from, uh, and I'm I'm sure they're not a listener, but in case they are, like, you know, I still I, I respect you as a fellow dude, but at the same time, I thought this was kind of silly for you to say this. So this is the quote. So did we do this when flu season hit us, like it does every year? Why? So why this panic and this level of government intervention? The virus came from China, that we know, but how and why we don't. Lots of unanswered questions. And I'm watching TV at the pub, and Sock Boy is about to come on live. I think he's referring to uh, Justin Trudeau. Uh, that's and a, spew that's more. an unfortunate um, way to basically negate your entire argument by saying I know. Something. 
I know, as soon as you resort to insults, anyway, it doesn't matter. It is about to come on live and spew more bullshit and blame this and that. As well, there now is a connection between Canada's level four laboratory in Winnipeg. Hey, I said laboratory properly this time, uh, Cognac. Did you? And the... And the level four lab in Wuhan, China, where it all started. Just a lot of unanswered questions, which Sock Boy won't help with. Fuck, it really sucks having a limp dick for a leader in these times. End quote. <clears throat> like, I, my response was, you should run the NHL as well as the NBA. Just like I said on the last episode of the podcast. Um, I don't know if I'll keep this in, but I think it's, I think that's absurd to, to really, I don't know. I don't know how far to go into that um, if you guys have thoughts on this well there, there was a high school teacher um in the states i believe it was in kansas when he was announcing that um they had to cancel the re- basically the rest of the school year they're closing down school a bunch of the end year graduation uh, stuff is off which is always unfortunate for those graduating right um and when he was asked if uh, you know by one of the students if this is an overreaction or one of the parents who knows um, he was his his response, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the, the the quote in front of me. But he said, "In three weeks, we'll know whether or not we were overreacting. But I'd rather be found to have overreacted than to have underreacted." That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. I just I don't understand people who I'm not going to say this guy's head is in the sand, but at the same time, because it's not. And 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 I have a lot of respect for this guy. He's a paramedic in the Toronto area, and he's uh, he's a great guy, um, great guy to hang out with. But at the same time, I worry that you know, especially a, a healthcare professional, um, th- thinking and and speaking in this manner, like it, it kind of worries me a bit. But that's just one person. I mean, in the end, I think enough awareness and enough people are scared shitless that that kind of noise will get drowned out by the larger noise of the masses. And I think that's probably good. But at the same time, it still worries me that there are still people um, out there who think that everybody, the whole world is overreacting. It's like, no, no, we're not. I think, I think people are either a underreacting or b um erect, reacting just the right amount oh, i mean only only time will tell oh. yeah no, we'll see how it goes the thing is this is like i i think for the generation x i think this is this is our turning point yeah so this 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 is this should be our rise because we don't get to choose when great uh you know travesty happens and we have the opportunity to do something great. I think this should be our rallying cry about yeah, you know won't. protecting ourselves uh, appropriately while looking at the economy and healthcare and all these you know uh, altruistic ideals. Um, because ultimately, we are the biggest generation after the boomers. We are the people that hold those senior positions. To, that can do something about it. I mean, I applaud like uh, Amazon, eBay, um, and, and Kijiji. Well, eBay and Kijiji are kind of the same thing, but um, because they, they they shut down the gougers, and if you read the news, the gouger, some of the gougers had no other recourse but then to donate their stuff. Um, so, what's that? I, what's I think that? This, is, this is our moment. 
You kind of cut out on me. Sorry, uh, I didn't uh, hear that last bit. It's, uh, th- this thing going around social media is your your grandfather's generation was called to go to war. Your generation's being called to sit on the couch. You've got this. Oh yeah, I saw that. That's pretty good. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of stuff like that, so I got a couple of because uh, my wife is a is a. Um, teacher by trade uh specifically kindergarten but she can teach uh, jk through to grade eight was a teacher she, i asked her i asked her uh, i asked her if she wanted to provide any advice for our listeners that way you could hear it from from mrs rocks there advice for surviving the cone COVID-19. No, she's not. Like, she's she's very timid about that kind of stuff. I asked her if she wanted to, and she didn't even, like, acknowledge me. <laughs> oh, no. So, uh, so I said, okay, why don't you just send it to me through text? And so she sent me a whole bunch of stuff, and uh, and I thought this was pretty good. She said, so this is advice coming from a kindergarten teacher, so she, she knows how these uh, kids cut there again. Uh, so she for surviving the COVID-19 school closures and they thought a day of week of strike or they thought a week of strikes were bad so she's uh, she says number one this is happening and daycares are likely to have to follow suit and close down shortly take a deep breath they already are in Quebec take a deep breath talk to other parents about what jerks your kids were today you may even have to talk them off a ledge and they will eventually return the favor remind them that the LCBO is only shortening hours not closing completely there is some hope for surviving the creatures you brought into this world number two social distancing doesn't necessarily mean you have to be cooped up in the house for weeks on end with your kids go for a hike or a walk around the block yeah obviously you got to maintain distancing from other people but chances are you're going to know things you haven't seen before this is basically causing everything to and everyone to a halt um take the time to smell the roses because we have nothing but time right now uh, and then she goes through different age groups. So if you have toddlers or preschoolers, you can continue their learning with fun things such as crafts, drawing, painting, Play-Doh, etc. Practices that uh, help uh, enhance motor skills that are important for development. Get them to notice letters around the house or do scavenger hunts. Give them magnifying glasses. See who can find the most dog hairs in a carpet. That's uh, just right there. You've got two hours of the day that has now disappeared. Kindergarten teachers survive 30 plus of these messy beings in a classroom. You've got this. If you have primary age kids in grades one to three, they can entertain themselves a little more. Legos are your best friend. They can draw pictures of what they did that day and write a few sentences. If you have junior kids in grades four to six, They will probably be on social media talking about what horrible parents you are for not letting them out to be with their friends. Corona is something dad drinks, right? Why should they be worried? Um, She didn't really explain what to do with (laughs) kids who are in grade four to six, but we just came to the conclusion. Teach them, like, you can start to teach them valuable life skills, like how to cook. Like, get them involved in everyday life things that you do and give them a sense of responsibility and they may actually um come out better for it um like when my mom was a kid she was a family of holy she's a she's a sibling of she has three other siblings but she had two 
uh, additional siblings. Two two of her siblings died, so she's the youngest of like uh, she's the youngest of ultimately six kids, and uh, and and she as a result of like her upbringing, she ended up preparing most of the meals uh, for the family, doing a lot of the cooking, a lot of the housework when she was still very, very young. So you can teach your kids valuable life skills at a very young age. Um, if you have kids, this is the last point. Uh, if you have kids in grades seven to eight and beyond, they probably want nothing to do with you. And the joke's on them because you've probably had it with their roller coaster emotional attitude anyways, and you'll enjoy the next few weeks behind closed doors, or they will. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's direct from Mrs. Rocks. I thought that was pretty good. Pretty good advice. She says, kids are assholes in the making. Find a good book. Learn how to cook. Life skills. All that kind of stuff. How, to, how not to turn into a jerk 101. And then she sent me a couple of memes. Homeschooling day one. Trying to get this kid transferred out of my class. <laughs> uh, and then pro tip. Pro tip for couples suddenly working from home together. Get yourselves an imaginary coworker to blame things on. In our apartment, Cheryl keeps leaving her dirty water cups all over the place, and we really don't know what to do about her. Really? Because I, I think that I have her here, too. She leaves Pepsi cans everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> my my wife has a thing for Pepsi, and the cans are everywhere. So, but uh, but there's also there's another dynamic to this too. It, it is the ethical considerations about how lower income people who get paid hourly wages are going to survive it. Yeah. Like most people who are on, I think we talked about this, Cognac and I talked about this uh, a little bit on the last episode, but you weren't here for it. Um, most people who are on like salary and stuff and have that kind of coverage, especially people who work in government, that kind of thing, they'll be all right, I think. Um, people, During like you said, well. who are on our, who are hourly. Yeah, that is that is going to be very difficult. Like, I don't know. I I have no advice for people like that, and I'm not even going to pretend to say that uh, to that that I have something you know that is hopeful. I don't know if you guys do. I whiskey, you probably do because you've been through that kind of life before. Nobody needs money when you make your own stuff. No, no. So for my for my employees. You know, ignorance is bliss, guys. Like, uh, so, but anyways, for my 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 employees that can do telework, I gave them telework, gave them a computer, saying, "This is you. Here's the uh, here's the account. Log in, set it up, transfer it over. We'll help. We'll do implement it ourselves." Um, for everybody else, it's just like it costs me more money to train someone than it is to fight, uh, lay them off and lay someone off. You know, they may not be coming back. So. And so you want to keep that in mind. So I just, I gave, I give them, you know, the regular wages. So I said, I'll see you when this is over. It's, we're going to be operating a loss. The government of Canada has lowered the interest rate. So, and the cost of borrowing is lower. There's relief funds available. So really it's, it's trying to protect the low income earner so they can access, you know, pay their rent and their bills and they can continue to thrive. And I, and I think that builds loyalty because that loyalty does matter. 
Can I just rephrase that one thing that you said at the beginning? Just because um, it's that's a, something that I understand it and mostly from watching way too much pop culture. But the idea that from a business perspective and yes, I, Cognac, you can mark your bingo sheet. I am going to be doing uh, the business case here from a business perspective. When it comes to clients, right, it's easier to get a sorry it's it's harder to um get a new client than it is to keep one right it's it's more cost effective to try and keep a client so likewise you're trying to say the same thing with uh with your employees right totally is yeah yeah what are you sending there cognac Pornhub is giving Italians free. Oh yeah, we mentioned this. Pornhub is giving Italians free premium access during coronavirus quarantine. Panic shoppers strip toilet paper from supermarket shelves. Now everything is clear. <laughs> um, I think, That's though, awesome. in, in, in all seriousness, uh, I do think um, whiskey brings up a good point. Like. Um, Temporary layoffs may be necessary. And we talked about this, uh, like, what was it, three days ago? Um, yeah. <clears throat> um, <sighs> small businesses are going to suffer, like, over and above normal businesses, right? Like, every corporation that exists is going to be fine. Um, it's It's that independent restaurant around the road or that independent bar that may have no choice but to temporarily lay off their um, their employees and may have no choice, but to never reopen. Um, but I think that if they do it in the right way, um, where, um, you know, I have seen here in Quebec because now the law has come out that only restaurants can only be, um, like takeout. Nobody's allowed to sit in, in restaurants anymore and stuff. Um, but there's also a lot of, of these restaurants that are, you know, um, sending people home, with a bit of money or, uh, you know, advancing their next week's check or whatever without them coming That's in. That's crazy. They're, they're doing what they can. I mean, they're operating on razor thin margins as it is. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see, I don't know that we can do like, because of how privatized our uh, real estate stuff is, I don't know if we can do like Italy and suspend all mortgage and rent payments. Um, I'm not sure that that's a, a, a thing that we have any, possible way to um to enforce in canada but uh the government could do you know they could essentially put everybody on ei for this two weeks they could Mm -hmm. it would cost a buttload of money um yeah but it just it just circulates back in the economy anyway um yeah uh what's what i was looking for at the end of the day, a few grand is not going to break you. But it cost me, I would say, three months worth of training in order to have an employee. Yep. So but between when they, I, I bring them on, they get used to in the environment, they become proficient, and they're productive enough to be on their own. It's about three months. So Yeah, but if you legally can't stay open, you're not bringing in any money. Corporations are going to pay their people. That's fine. The thing is, you're going to incur a loss. So of course they are. There's, there's no, but, but look how the, the money works. 
I can incur this loss right now, okay, where I pay them for this period and not open, or I open later down the line and I still incur another loss. But the problem is that when you reopen those doors, your employees are no longer proficient. They're new employees. So you're actually deferring, you're opening another month to get someone, the whole group of people trained in order to open. Yeah. See the problem? You see the problem? Yeah. So now he incurs an additional month of losses when he could have paid them at the front end and not, uh, and, and just sort of just ate the loss. Okay. This, this, mm-hmm. So time, time and space matters here. Um, I know Manitoulin Transport is laying off employees um, in many of their uh, other branches because um, my uh, sister-in-law is one of them. Um, so it, it, it behooves like, how, we, how you temper your business practices in order to support this. But I would argue that trucking industry is kind of big right now, <laughs> kind of important. Not a lot of employees because they're in the truck. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that all works, but um, it, it, it does come down to how you structure it, how you look at the problem. And I think there's better ways to do it. And just to lay off people is, is sort of a, a bold move and should not be taken lightly. No, but I don't. I, I, I think we're kind of arguing the same point from two different angles. All I'm saying is there are certain certain small businesses that may not be able to have any other choice but to lay off people. Oh yes, I, I didn't. I didn't. Wasn't doing anything contrary to the, to that fact. Yeah, I, mean, I think like companies like Amazon or um, I don't know CN Rail or or um, any of the major trucking companies should probably just pay their people, especially if it's um. If your business has anything to do with skilled labor, right? Something that requires qualifications. Mm-hmm. Um, those are hard to get back. Um, you know, the stock boy at Walmart, could you let him go? Probably. Are you going to engender any goodwill in the public opinion by doing so? Probably not. So it's probably better mm-hmm. for your business to just pay him anyway. Yeah. So th- my wife and I went through a couple sides of this too. Is like, what if we just, you know, paid them less? Okay. We just said, listen. We're not there's a law that says how little you can pay them, and most of these major corporations pay their unskilled labor that amount, um, which is basically just saying if 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 I, if I was legally allowed to, I would pay you less. Um, no, but the thing is, they're not doing as as an exchange for work. <clears throat> they're not doing any work. It's a different problem. <laughs> well, it is, but it isn't, right? Because I'm not sure how the law feels about that. Uh, well, it's, because the laws, the law, the the government's in the business of social welfare, not companies. So I'm not sure that the law would allow you to be like, you know, I'm sure you could get, I'm sure you could get away with it. Be like, listen, I'm putting all my employees on eight bucks an hour because it's all all I can afford, six hours a day, um, but they're not coming into work. Nobody's gonna sue you. Well, actually, wrong. Some dickhead will, and then that company will really be screwed. Oh, that is, it comes down to by legally accepting this money. Do you understand that this is a compensation measure to help bridge this gap? There's, yeah, um, there's lots of ways around this. If you read labor code, it's people are trained to be giving up their time to to do a particular service or, or type of work in exchange for a particular amount of money. 
if that transaction is not coming, everything else is goodwill. Um, and it's taxable because it's income, but how you structure this. And I, and, the, and like many, if you look at a lot of the, the broadcasts, this is like this, the size, scope, and precedence of this is unparalleled. No, and that's really interesting. Yeah. It, what's really interesting is that we have telecommunications to link us and, and, and do things. So, like never sure, before. Sure, you 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 can cr- criticize. Okay, let's say I can do sixty percent wages in order to mitigate loss. Okay, no one's gonna. I I I, I don't see how someone would would go about and say, "Well, you're ripping me off." I'm like, no. You get to sit at home, get a wage that's higher than welfare, better than EI. What are you complaining about again? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just stuck on the fact that you've read the labor code. Um. <laughs> well, it's interesting. Like, okay, you what about be, what you the must government be, can do? Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. The the moment's passed. Um, no. no. No, no, I want to hear what you got to say. Go ahead. I was going to say, you must be 90% of the population's nightmare to sit beside at a dinner party. Mm. <laughs> you know you what the labor party? code has to say about this? Oh, God. What just happened? No. <laughs> but that, that's, kind of, that's, kind of, that's kind of ridiculous. I mean, you, you need to treat people fairly. Like, it, it, it's like, what, why would you read the book? Uh, yes, why I would you treat, read it? I don't equally have shitty. <laughs> <laughs> so no, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna, okay. Okay. Here's, but what? Okay, this is something whiskey that cognac and I talked about uh, on the last episode um, about uh, what Italy has done um, about uh, suspending mortgages and stuff. Um, is that something that the government here? Uh, or any government, you know, could think about doing, because that would certainly help businesses in saving costs. If they don't have, uh, that would save, especially small businesses. Like my my mother in law, she runs a small business, and uh, and I obviously, you know, there's a lot of side effects and a lot of consequences that could come out of a policy that 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 happens like that. Just basic, just off the top of my head, basic shitty human nature of landlords who are like, yeah, I still want to collect rent off you, even though the government has said I don't have to pay a mortgage for, you know, however long this thing lasts. With the landlord, but, that's his only stream of income is yeah, his rent coming in. That's uh, that too, right? But I don't know what your thoughts on that are, Whiskey. I'm curious to see what you have to say. I don't think I'd take fiscal policy from a member of the pig nations. Um, Weezy. Member of the pig nations? Is that what you just called it? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Whiskey, they weren't weren't just like, bibbidi-bobbidi, no one pays the mortgages. They they sat down and they were like, okay, everyone's going to fucking riot in the streets because they're going to be homeless, and then we can't keep them inside because they've got nowhere to be. (laughs) They cut all social security, uh, retirement benefits, they cut all those too. (laughs) Yeah, but that's why they're letting the 80-year-olds die. Then they get out of that mistake. <laughs> they get to save all that money. Remember, it's the best thing that ever happened to Italian anymore. fiscal policy. 
Oh. Is this like, did somebody say, well, you know what? Anybody over 80 is probably with the mafia anyway, so let's just let them die. <laughs> what are you talking about? The mafia runs that place. Yeah, well, that too. Yeah. Well, Bad. So, so about mortgages, I, I think that's something it would have to take up with the banks, but it gets really complicated because it's not just four major banks. There's a lot more than that. But that's it's, not yeah. a, it's not an easy situation. You, whenever you craft a piece of legislation, you, you got to think of how it could be construed, twisted, and then what you could be on the hook for, right? So, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I like, they've done with interest rates, they've plummeted, right? Well, not plummeted. I wouldn't say they've plummeted. But, you know, the lowest, some of the, yeah, Oil the lowest. Plummeted. And yeah. I'm the jackass driving an electric car. Uh, <laughs> <damn> it. <laughs> you bought it at the wrong time, mate. <laughs> Yeah. Oil prices has nothing to do with interest rates. Um, oil prices is a whole separate problem. Um, like, you know, a lot of people are buying houses now like crazy because interest rates are from they were they were I think the lowest you could get was like somewhere around two point four nine two point five nine. Now they're down to like two point two nine or something like that. So they're they're getting lower and lower. And you so got to think the, that that's I like maybe the dumbass with an electric car, but I'm also the dumbass with a variable term mortgage. So this is working out great for me right now. Ah, uh, interesting. You didn't get a portable mortgage? No, I got Prime plus one percent. Oh, I see, I see. They're all portable now, and mine's up for renewal this year, and I'm coming off a nice fixed rate. Yeah, I, I was just, running a uh, fixed rate on my last home at at two point nine percent, and now I'm at Prime plus one, so it's grand for me. So I'm actually mortgages, mortgage. Oh my God! I've been drinking Glenmorangie. Apparently, I am actually mortgageless right now because we sold our home. We've bought a new home, but it's a new build. The builders are pushing, uh, pushing our closing date for another month. So I'll be mortgageless for about a month and a half. Yeah, and, are you uh, we're actually renegotiating. We're going to look at renegotiating our, our mortgage interest, our, our interest rate. Um, Are you able to, to see if it's a mortgageless laboratory? You didn't say laboratory properly. Are you? What's better? Is it laboratory or is it laboratory? Depends on where you're from. I'm glad we got distracted on this point. <laughs> Let's keep going on this thread. Yeah, we just, we just spent three minutes boring the absolute tits off of anyone under our age talking about yeah. mortgages and interest rates. So <laughs> that'll do great for your numbers. Okay, here's here, okay. Well, let's, let's go. You said the word tits, so it's all good. Yeah, no, it's okay. as long as you put tits in, it's good. <laughs> Why do you think I got thirty rolls of toilet paper, my friends? <laughs> is the Tinder game still? Is it still uh, in the in the dirt right now? I got, I got, I, 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 well, I got some prospects, but yeah, no. Um, I was talking to a flight attendant the other day, but I mean, that's a poor call. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, I just heard. Is this a, is this a bit? And <laughs> Sorry? Tit, toilet paper and flooded tent. This... You've lost me. That was like Go, a shitty situation. Yeah. Go ahead, Rox. <laughs> is, is this a bit or something or what? <laughs> a bit. 
I don't understand your point or comment or joke or what it was. No, I'm just asking, is this a bit? Because you said it was a flight attendant. No, 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 no joke, no joke. Hang on, no joke. I will send you a picture on uh, the face page uh, when I have my phone on me. It's just I don't think that uh, talking to a flight attendant just got back in Europe yesterday is a good idea. No, probably not. So, yeah. Um, so back to things that people won't be bored with. Um, okay. Do I have this right? Um, did they impose curfews in the U S I do not know. I know they did in Italy. Heard. And yeah, China, but that makes China, sense. China could impose everyone to stand on one leg for every Wednesday at two o'clock and they would have to yeah. do it. So you don't. Need a, they don't need a massive viral outbreak to impose a impose a, a, a curfew on on their local population. And they just do that. That's like Wednesday night for them. They just need um, people to hold up a sign of Winnie the Pooh and it's done. Yeah, exactly. Um, I heard I heard that about this, and I got into a discussion about this um, with uh, with my mother in law, and uh, and like, is that the right thing to do? To impose a if if a government imposes a curfew, I mean, right now it probably makes sense when it's too little, too late for places like, you know, China and and Italy. But for a place where you know the outbreak, we still have a chance of letting social stigma and and like letting the letting everybody within our own population just say, uh, fuck no, I'm not going outside. Like I think we're letting enough social stigma do the job itself without having to implement an actual national curfew upon our people. I don't know. Like, I don't think that's a good idea, but I think if it gets really bad at a certain point, yeah, it might make sense. But I don't like the idea of a government imposing a curfew on anyone um, because that usually leads to pretty bad things. Uh, Yeah, but pretty... Okay, so this all goes back to the overreacting conversation we had before and taking the case study of um, of whiskey and his at risk at risk children or at risk um, uh, older people. Um, at what right. point is the government okay with accidentally letting people die? Um, at what point are individuals okay with accidentally letting people die? I think what we're doing right now is good. We're um, we're kind of encouraging self-isolation. So, like, we're not really doing a um, an enforced curfew because we don't really have, barring the War Measures Act, we don't really have any any real means to do so in this country. Yeah. But um, yeah. we're we're um, even you know, with we're trying the war to get measures people to do it themselves. If it's not working, because like in America. You know, you tell you tell Americans to drink water every day, and half of them will be like, "No, right? Yeah, I have freedom to drink nothing but Mountain Dew." Yeah. Um, <laughs> so maybe they have to, maybe they have to be a bit more drastic. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I, America's a very no, different I, country than here, right? So, so I, I I would posit that there's other another perspective to this. One is a rules-based approach. Another one is philosophy-based approaches. Now, if you consider the number of educated people in Canada, 
and the average education level for everybody that's here versus what's in another country, okay? So China, they don't often go to university and, and study. Um, they're, they're Have you been to Queens? Yes, they do. <laughs> no, but no, but that's just, that, that's, a, that's a, a very small subset of China. Fair enough. Okay. You so, brought so, up, so, a, sorry, I'm going to interject. So my I'm going to interject is, real quick there. Sorry, sorry, Whiskey, I'm going to interject right there. Because I thought that was a really good point to bring up Queen's University of uh, when I saw on the news the other day, this one Queen's uh, student, they were asking her, like all the Queen's students were still doing their uh, St. Patrick's Day party or whatever. And uh, that one Queen's student uh, was on the news basically uh, saying, uh, you know, I am, you know. I am worried about the coronavirus and stuff, but it's okay because I take supplements and, you know, like I probably won't be affected because I'm young. And like, I, oh my God, what education are we giving these people? <laughs> like, you spent a lot of money on an education that is ultimately meaningless right now. Well, they, they, I mean, yeah, but they got an education in philosophy, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Whiskey, go ahead with your point. You're killing me. Anyways, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> and, the, and the and the other one is the other side is, like I said, the thing is a an autocratic approach doesn't work in Canada because, especially when you have the the liberals in power and you have a massive conservative base in Alberta, a rules based approach won't work because half the side will rebel just because it's a rule. So philosophy based yeah. intentions will probably work better in Canada. Based on um, our culture and how we're how we're divided, it's actually been it's actually been proven um, that in times of um, severe hardship and 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 the the proof of this comes out of things like rationing and anti hoarding and everything um, in, in during the Second World War, um, the government was unable to effectively enforce. Um, curfews and rationing and, and, and everything, um, what they were able to do was produce just a shit ton of posters and other propaganda style, you know, radio ads and all this stuff, essentially publicly shaming everybody that would, um, that would not conform to the policy. Um, so realistically, if you get enough people believing in something, um, which, you know, most people I would say were, were above the 50% threshold with the advent of social media and its ability to immediately publicly shame people. I think people will, um, uh, conform a lot easier than if the government cracks down and, you know, marches, you know, soldiers and, and the police and stuff through the seat, the streets trying to tell everyone to stay home. That'll get resisted. Um, what won't get resisted is, you know, somebody taking a picture of you um, leaving, as is happening now in the U.S., leaving Costco with 50, roll, 50 packs of toilet paper and posting it on the Internet. Public shaming is in, in times of crisis that where people are trying to come together, although stay distant from each other, is much more effective than actual legislation in our society, in my opinion. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Because, uh, like... Yeah, I'll, I'll just sit there and agree with you because I'm going to go on another diatribe and I want to prevent that from happening again now because <laughs> we're going a little bit <laughs> over time. 
Oh, we're not over time. It's a it's a big it's a big uh, it's a big topic. It, it is a big it is a big topic. It is pretty it is a big issue. Um, Probably here's a question. Sh- shut it down if that's okay. What's that? It's a good time to shut it down if that's okay. You think so? Okay. No, I just no, got, no, no, no. Uh, we can't. We can't because I can't. I can't have the last word with like a. No, it has to be whiskey. He's smart. No, we got it. Yeah, we have to have something. We have to educate and inspire. Remember. Um. <laughs> uh, okay. So just a couple things before before we start wrapping this up. Um. First of all, uh, dispel the myth that uh, will the heat kill the virus. That came up, I think, on the last week tonight no. episode, but it's also been something that I've been seeing on social media a lot lately. A lot of people are saying, yeah, like, all we have to do is wait until it starts warming up. It's like, no, shut up. It's bullshit. Because okay. nobody's ever gotten the flu near the equator. Next. Okay. Yeah. No, no, look at, look at, just look hold at on. Australia. We've just been talking about Australia. Like, Tom Hanks is Iran. in fucking Australia, and he's got it. Iran. He Iran, will kill exactly. The heat required would kill you, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you can heat, if you can heat yourself to three hundred degrees, then yeah, fair play. <laughs> yeah. Um, thoughts on anti-vaxxers? What are they going to say after all of this? <laughs> there was no vaccination, and therefore all vaccinations are useless. Next. Yeah. Hold on, Government trusters. So Germany's got one undeveloped. There's multiple countries developing one right now. Saskatchewan's apparently so, on one. Britain's so testing one. Apparently at, at Sunnybrook in Toronto, apparently they're developing one. I guess that's what happens when we don't have hockey. We actually solve shit in Canada. I've been seeing that one go around for a while. Uh, the, so my, the, point, my point is, if you're if you're self-identified as an anti-vaxxer, you're automatically not giving it. <laughs> you're automatically that's probably. Not getting the vaccination. Well, obviously. And no, hopefully, I don't hopefully think you're over 65 and have pre-diagnosed respiratory illnesses, because then we can just clear this whole thing away. Yeah, Although, if a I vaccine think, comes out that everybody gets and it kills it, what are they going to say now? That it was all a conspiracy about Big Pharma? Because I'm already seeing memes on that. The Big Pharma is still getting their cut, regardless. Really? Wow. Yeah. And, you know, memes are the fastest uh, spreading. <laughs> although, although, although topical, I was just searching for stuff to, to, to feed up the or, or fill up the chat here. I just got one. Um, I'm going to describe it to the listeners because they can't see. Um, it's a tweet from a Miss Jessica Valentine, Valentine at Jessica Valentine. Funny how no one is sold out of essential oils. Oh, but here's but, but but here's the thing like um if you look at the suffering uh, populations and stuff like that there's a lot of uh, cyber activity going to trying to diminish our country's strength by providing misinformation er- and erode public interest so there, there's other forces at play during this pandemic you can't just look at um, social media as as a news outlet. Um, there's some significant things going on here that's just beyond just the normal stuff. 
I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Be- before before we just finish off, because we've talked about this a lot, um, and, and you guys more, you can't look at social media as a news outlet, and obviously, um, but what you can look at social media for is is a finger on the pulse of what the the broad strokes general opinion is, particularly of, of the younger generation on something. Yeah, and it's yes, you can. And it's heartening to know that, um, you know, broadly speaking. <clears throat> Um, so yes, obviously Facebook and Instagram, um, it's going to be linked to the people, you know, and group think and, and all those things we've talked about ad nauseum. Um, but a, a, a site that I go to a lot that is, that is good for this is, um, um, uh, imager, for example, where I get a lot of memes from that I share to you kind, uh, gentlemen and, Imager doesn't have an algorithm for me. It's just whatever's viral, right? Whatever's viral comes to the top of the queue. So you can see what the the majority of people or or a majority of people um, are talking about and and thinking. And uh, based on what I'm seeing right now, doing a quick scroll, uh, the younger generation at least is concerned and definitely concerned with people profiting and or hoarding during this trying time. So it's a good, it's anyway, all, all that to say, it's just a good finger on the pulse of what people are thinking. Uh, the, the unwashed masses, masses are thinking. One last thing I'll share. Um, and it's something that I've already kind of shared on our Facebook page. And, uh, actually it's a kind of, it's a credit out to, uh, Dr. Green cause he's the one who first shared it and I, and I kind of stole it from him. So shout out to Dr. Green who's been on this podcast before, but, um, <clears throat> it was a, uh, it was a link from DLA Piper. Uh, it's a title coronavirus pandemic. When will it end insights? Um, now take what you will from what the source is, but I think this is the general consensus uh, based on what the knowledge is out there. Now, obviously don't take our, don't take what we say here, like take it for a grain, take it with a grain of salt. Don't take and, it as gospel, uh, and yeah. That's right. Don't get his gospel. Go and find out your, your own information. Uh, the most like legitimate sources, like we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, talk to the, Go look at the uh, CD, CDC, go look at, uh, you know, Government of Canada website, go look at uh, the World Health Organization, all that good stuff. Um, but uh, the way that this website is describing it is, uh, in the Coles notes, is most likely this thing ends in July, August of this year. Best case scenario, it ends in April or May of this year. Um, but the most dangerous, uh, the most, uh, the, the worst thing that can happen is um, you'll see a resurgence of the virus in December. And it gives a, a bunch of different reasons for why this is uh, why this is the case. But I thought that was, you know, it's kind of a good, it's always good to be armed with information that gives, even if it's, even if it's kind of a placebo, I find information is a good way of deterring panic. Right. If you if you give people information that's going to like help them uh, get through something it's like that, that announces what the actual realistic um, situation is going to unfold. I think better people will have a better way of preparing for it. Um, but ultimately, it's, uh, you know, you're going to be you're going to be isolated for a while. Um, you're going to you're going to be with your kids or if you don't have kids. Yes. Netflix is going to be making a lot of fucking money right now. <laughs> Amazon Prime, bro. And, and and Amazon Prime. 
and sticking with what we talked about, um, <clears throat> what we talked about last time we spoke, uh, rocks, uh, learning a new skill. I've ordered a piano because I've always wanted to learn to play the piano off Amazon, of course, because I can't leave my house. Good for you. Good for you, man. That's awesome. I wish I had my guitar. I it ended up getting packed during the move, so I don't have a guitar with me. So you don't get to listen to my sweet sultry tunes. Not a, yeah, you're probably it's fine. You're, <laughs> I mean, you can use the practice stuff. <laughs> I know it sounds pretty shitty, but uh, anyway, uh, whiskey, you got anything to add? You, um, you should probably close this out. You should. He's my favorite so, closer because it always makes me feel like an absolute idiot. <laughs> uh, don't let the time escape you. If you you have opportunity, you need to take seize it. If you got money, invest it because the stock market is looking for people not to panic anymore. And if you forgot to buy stocks in 2008, now is a good time. Um, cause these opportunities only come once a decade. Um, and, and then from there, I would suggest that you take up gardening, improve your own personal food security. If you're, if you're completely dependent on, on a grocery store and you have a, a giant backyard, look at ways that you can improve your own food security so that you don't panic. If you're if you can grow potatoes, well, the Irish would love you, and you have a stable source of carbohydrates and everything you need to start improving your life. I'm under so three feet death, of snow, Jack. The in your hand. For me, I'm under three feet of snow here. I just got an extra foot. How am I supposed to grow? You need. You know what, though? No, no. In all seriousness, no, 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 because no, no, you're not a gardener. You know, you're not a gardener. Okay. So the point I thought this was supposed to be motivational. Now, now is the time to start your, your backyard garden, even if you have two feet of snow. It takes 90 days to 180 days, depending on what type of plant you're growing. You can and start by then the coronavirus will be done. <laughs> It'll be back in October. Carry on, whiskey. I'm actually I'm actually but, listening. But 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 if it's back in December, the worst case, okay, you need to improve your own food security. Understanding where your food comes from and how to make it kind of matters. So you can start your seedlings now, and they won't be ready for planting for another six weeks. Hmm. Okay? So you need to understand how plants grow. It's not just I plant it, and then I walk away, and then I got freaking cantaloupe. Photosynthesis. I did grade nine science. Okay. Well, rocks did not. Um <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I got a cactus, motherfucker. <laughs> we know you're. We know you're. It's all good. Um, the point is, if, if I you, grow gardens. If, come on. You grow gardens. Yes, <laughs> I can grow. I can grow food. Yeah, dandelion is a fruit and a vegetable, but I don't think you know how to use it. I accidentally grew tomatoes last year, man. Like accidentally in my compost. Like it, it the the biggest tomatoes I've ever seen, and uh, and they grew just fine. I think I'll be okay. I can grow some food. Settle down. <laughs> I just make I just make uh, toilet paper. I just make toilet paper turd burritos as recommended by Whiskey at the beginning of this episode. Taste awful. Got to brush your teeth after, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
constantly resupplied every 12 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a a piggy in your blanket? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Whiskey, if you've got... Whiskey, if you've got um, if you got any links or anything like that, send that off to me, and I'll 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 share it on our Facebook page or whatever. So that way, like tips for you know gardening and all that kind of shit. Um, I will not at because the, I want to get laid again. Spring, I don't know. Like people need something, so you know, send send that shit off to me if you're interested and you're in a listener. If, if you're a listener and you're interested, send us off something, um, message us or whatever, and uh, you know. Share something with us, and we'll we'll post it up. What? All right, man. That's all I got. All right, guys. Whiskey, um, whiskey, wait, whiskey. Do you hunt? I don't need to. I garden. I mean, need to. Like, oh yeah, you you grow chickens. So you plant the egg. How long do they he take? Grow? grow chickens. It's not like Jack and the Beanstalk. They, he's got chickens. <laughs> don't worry. When I shut up your ass, you'll know it's there. Say again? <laughs> and, uh, how do you know how I ended my last Tinder date? Educate and inspire, listeners. Educate and inspire. Educate and inspire. Oh my God. Uh, well, I think on that note, <laughs> we should probably end it there. <laughs> Later, taters. Yeah. All right. I'm with you. I'm Rox. And I'm See here again. Week. You're here again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you next week, guys. Alright, so that episode got a little away from us. Lots of interruptions and squirrel chasing. That's okay. When you're stuck in a global event, the likes of which has not been seen since the Second World War, it's okay to have a little bit of a quiet moment of panic to yourself. For us, although we may be caught up in all this chaos like everyone else, we're still around and we'll aim to do better for our listeners. You know, my father used to say to me when I was going through a particularly trying time in my life, He said, no matter how bad things get, it doesn't last forever. So, just remember to breathe in and out and float on like Modest Mouse. Speaking of tunes, there's something about the power of music to change and influence people's behavior. So I've decided to play slightly catchy but hopeful music at the end of every episode while this thing is still going on. Anyway, don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your weekly dose of whiskey and rocks, whether it's Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can help us out even more if you virtually spread the word and share us on Facebook. The link is in the description. We've also shared the links to the Government of Canada website and the World Health Organization for your interest. Thanks again for listening. Stay safe out there. Help flatten that curve. And of course, stay tuned for more 320 Club.